Uh, it, a, few of you, a few of you may know, um, but a couple of weeks ago I was on vacation. Um, myself and three other priests uh, decided that we were going to, we've been planning a vacation for a while and we wanted to do something that was going to be a little bit different. Usually um, we just go run away to a, a condo and, and hide out on a beach and just enjoy ourselves and, and just kind of take it easy, but we decided to do something a little bit different. Um, the four of us, four 30-something-year-old men, uh, decided that we were going to go to Disney World. Um, so we went to Disney World and Universal. We spent five days, three days at Disney, two days at Universal, had a blast, rode roller coasters, turned into a kid, ate junk food and put on a few pounds, um, walked way too many steps. And there's a couple of things that I learned about myself um, in going to Disney. Um, number one is uh, the last time I went to Disney, I was 13 years old. Um, and it was the last time that St. Hillary's Youth Group went to, went to Disney World. So it's been a while, um, but I learned that I am getting older. Um, you ride a roller coaster that goes 70 miles per hour and flips you upside down two and three times, and uh, you get off and you feel drunk. Um, I, like, it's just the rush of blood to the head, your feet and your, your, your legs have kind of got the noodle thing going on, and you're just kind of like stumbling off. I think we rode two in a row, and then at one point, Father Patrick looked at me and said, hey, uh, we, need, we need to take a little break. <laughs> we need to go sit down. We need to relax. We need to let the blood get back to all the parts of the body that it's supposed to be, you know. Um, but it was, we, had, we had a blast. Um, it was a really, really good time. But there's something that I learned, uh, something that I recognized um, that is very, very prevalent to Advent for us. With all of the things that go on at Disney, with all of the things that go on at, universe, at, at these amusement parks, the one thing I learned is that, that there are about 15 different ways to be able to cut the line, Right? There are a bunch of different ways, if you're, if you're creative and you know what you're doing, um, that you can ride every ride and never have to wait in a line throughout the whole day. Um, and one of the most important things about being able to cut the lines, one of the most important things, is that you just have to pay the right amount of money, right? There's, there's different... There's different um, I didn't realize that like you had to have a certain app and a certain kind of like, like strategic plan and, and know exactly when you're going to do what and timings and all this other stuff. I didn't realize you needed reservations three months in advance to eat at some restaurants. and like I, We didn't realize exactly how strategic it had to be, but we did know that when you get there, if you pay X amount of dollars each day, you probably won't have to wait in much of a line. So as we were going through it, I was, I was struck because we were walking by and one of the most popular rides is Rise of the Resistance. It's in Star Wars World. It's a great ride. It was a lot of fun. It was really, really cool. But as we passed next to it, I saw the posted wait time was three hours to stand in a line. And I remember walking away and looking at the other guys and being like, there is not a chance in you know where that I would ever stand in that line. Because the one thing that we, as a culture, I'm convinced of, the one thing that we all have in common is that none of us like to wait. None of us like to just stand around and wait. 
If you think about a line, there's, there's nothing more boring than just kind of inching along and just staring at the person, the back of the head of the, of the person in front of you, right? None of us like to wait. The very interesting thing, though, is that every year as a church, we come in to the Advent season, which is very, very simply a time of waiting. And I, got a, I have a feeling that most of us don't like that. I remember as a kid coming to church and seeing the Advent wreath and every week having another candle lit. And as that one candle was lit, just kind of sitting there in the pew and just counting down the days, counting down the weeks, being like, next week I'm one step closer to my PlayStation. Or next week, I'm one step closer to Santa. Or next week, I'm one step closer to being able to like enjoy Christmas and break and being away from school and all those kind of things. And all it was was, a, was an exercise every year of waiting. But we don't like to wait. And just in my lifetime, we've become less and less comfortable with waiting. The little supercomputers that we have, in our, every one of us has in our pockets, make us unbelievably impatient where we need to know now. When Amazon, it doesn't deliver, for, if I don't get my two-day shipping and it takes three and four days, I'm angry, right? We don't like to wait. But as we enter into this Advent season, my, my encouragement to us is that let's wait, but let's wait in a Christian way. Let's not approach this Advent season like Christmas light, right? Let's not approach this Advent season, let's approach this Advent season from a Christian perspective. That we wait well. Otherwise, as we pick up the Halloween candy, we're putting out the Christmas decorations. And the thing is, we don't wait for the gift that God has waiting for us at the end of the Advent season. Pope Benedict, towards the end, towards the end of his time as Pope, um, he wrote a document and in this document, he quotes St. Augustine, who is reflecting on the first letter of St. John. So, Pope Benedict, St. Augustine, St. John. These are some of the heavy hitters of our church, right? These are, some of the, these are some of the greatest minds in the history of our church. This is what Pope Benedict writes about waiting. So bear with me. Just listen to these words as clear as, as, clear as you can. Man was created for greatness. For God Himself. We are created to receive God. He was created to be filled by God. But His heart is too small for the greatness to which it is destined. You and I are created so that we can, be, we can receive God totally and completely. That our hearts would be filled by God first and foremost. Totally and completely. But they're too small for the greatness that to which we are destined. Our hearts must be stretched. 
By delaying his gift, God strengthens our desire. God makes us want more and more and more. And through this desire, he enlarges our heart. So what the Pope is saying is that you and I are created to receive God. And by holding off, by, by not giving us exactly what we want, by God not allowing us to be spoiled little children who get everything they want instantaneously, our desire grows and our capacity to receive God grows. This is what we're doing in the Advent season. We have four weeks before we receive Jesus at Christmas. You and I have four weeks for God to stoke the, the desire of our heart, to stretch our hearts so that we may receive Jesus more perfectly and more fully. The reality is, is that God wants this Christmas for you to be the best Christmas you've ever experienced. The reality is, is that God wants you this Christmas to receive Jesus more perfectly and more fully than you ever have before in your entire life. That Christmas wouldn't just be about gingerbread houses and stockings and a tree that's decorated. By Christmas music on 101.9 or cookies for Santa Claus. That this Christmas would be something deeper and bigger than it ever has been for you. That God Himself would come to live with you in your heart always. But our hearts are too small. So over the course of the four weeks, God wants to stretch us, to open us up more perfectly. But Father, what, what if, like, my life is busy. Father, I, I, I got stuff going on in my life. I'm, I'm living with my sister right now. <laughs> I don't have fill in the blank. Pope continues. Suppose God wishes to fill you with honey. It's a symbol of God's love and tenderness. But you are full of vinegar. Where will the honey go? The vessel that is your heart must first be enlarged and then cleansed. Freed from the vinegar and its taste. Otherwise it ruins it. This requires hard work that is painful so that we can receive God in His fullest. The question I have for us as we enter into this time of waiting, this period of stretching, the question that I have, I think that every one of us should reflect on at the beginning of this Advent season. What vinegar has, what vinegar has spoiled? What vinegar is sitting in your heart today? Like, what are the things that need to be purified so that you can receive God better? What are the things that get in the way? 
the commenting on social media, making sure everybody hears about whatever on Facebook, getting angry and mad and, and aggravated about this post or that post or whatever else. Maybe, maybe the things that are getting in the way of receiving God better is just needing to take the TV off. Whether it be sports, the news, whatever it is. And just embracing a little bit of quiet. Maybe embracing the people that are in your home a little bit better. I know for me, it's, it, it's, it's taking social media off of my, my phone. Um, we were at my grandmother's house on, on Thanksgiving, and at one point, there were eight of us sitting in a circle. My grandmother looked up, and she, she said, she's like, look at this. And seven of us were on our phones. Because the conversation had died down a little bit, and all of us, at some point, just kind of unplugged from the people in front of us and started wondering what everybody else is doing. What websites do you need to stop going to? What sin do you continue to go back to? What relationships, the gossip, the conversation, what, what phone calls do you, not, you need to stop answering? Because the reality is, is that these things stand in the way. They spoil the gift that God wants to give us. Today as we begin this season of waiting... Today, as we approach this, our Lord, we wait in anticipation knowing that God is ready to pour Himself out into us. And all we're called to do is to purify and to stretch that vessel so we can receive Him more. May this Advent season be an Advent season of great anticipation where we do the hard work so that we can receive the Lord well, and that He can reign in our hearts always. Today we begin that process, if you will. Today we open up ourselves, our lives, to the grace that God has for us in this Mass as He comes again to us to be received into our bodies. May we... Wait well, because there's no shortcuts during this Advent season.